You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, October the 19th. I am your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for joining me on this Monday. Hope you guys all had a good weekend. It was Mizzou's homecoming for me, so I had some friends in town, so it was good. But uh, yeah, we have uh, a World Series matchup set for 2020 Rays and Dodgers. I think it'll be a really good one. We had really good uh, championship series to talk about. Um, even with the uh, Houston Astros being involved in it, it was still, you know, both series were good. They both went seven, first time that's happened since 04. So, um, so yeah, it was really an exciting weekend of baseball as well. So I'll, on today's show, I'll, I'll give my re- reaction to the Rays, uh, Astros, Bra- Dodgers, and Braves as well. And then I will also do another offseason evaluation. I will be doing shortstop today, mainly looking at Paul DeYoung, uh, looking at some options as to how to to fix problems that Paul DeYoung might have. So, um, but we will be talking about Paul DeYoung in just a bit. But I do want to give you my reactions to the championship series. First, I'll start with the the Rays. Randy Arozarena, uh, NLCS MVP. I mean, he has just been absolutely unbelievable. This postseason, uh, he hit four home runs in in the series. Uh, for for the series, he three twenty one one thousand one hundred fifty two OPS. He was one for four in the clinching game with that two run shot in the first inning to set the tone. I mean, I, I know that you might not have been able to predict this level of production as a Cardinal uh, front office executive or whatever, but man, they got to be kicking themselves right now for for letting him go. Uh, so that 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 was just a, a tough trade, and I, I kind of you know beat that horse dead. So I don't. Want to harp on it anymore too much, but uh, Randy Rose, Randy, congratulations to him. All things aside, congrats, to, congrats to him. Uh, congrats to the race, Charlie Morton, w- with an, uh, a solid outing for, for the clinching win. And uh, the Rays are, are going in on a high note, just like the Dodgers are. And I, I was on uh, Locked On Diamondbacks on Friday. I don't know if you guys listened to it or not, but I talked about Miller brought up the point of maybe it's a good thing that Houston is going to make the World Series and win it, and the, you know the ultimate redemption and, and the narrative for baseball will be back and. You know uh, how it might be a good thing for Houston to win the World Series. Uh, I disagree with it. I understood it, but I disagreed with it. And I think that um, that it was good that Houston lost because nobody wants to reward cheaters with winning. And it's not only you know cheating scandal. Even the cheating scandal aside, uh, they, they they were under 500 this year. I think it would have been unfair, you know, for 2020 to have uh, for any World Series to have a. a uh, team that's in there that that's under 500. So I think it's good that Houston lost for for many couple different reasons, uh, but mainly just because I don't like them. <laughs> uh, but that, that said, I, I do think the Cardinals can go after George Springer. Uh, we'll keep that in mind as we move throughout the offseason evaluations as we move on to center field here in a couple days. Uh, but congratulations to Tampa Bay, and this is just a team that is is built to win. Dodgers built their team a little differently. They paid a lot of people to. Um, to be on this team, and it was a rough start. I was, you know, Atlanta got out to that 2 nothing lead, and then they were up 3-2 for uh, a couple innings, but then the Dodgers, you just can't hold down that offense for long. Ten hits for the Los Angeles Dodgers lineup. Braves only had three. Uh, the, the, the bullpen just couldn't muster up enough outs, and then Cody Bellinger with the decisive blast and the 
um, Joaquin Urias with three shutout perfect innings, really, uh, to, to, to seal the deal. And Dave Roberts said after the game, this is our year, you know, this is this is us and, and all these different things. And tell you what, as much as I don't like the Dodgers, as much as I want the Rays to win, I, I he might be right. You know, I think we're in, in tune for a really, really good World Series. And this World Series is really contrasting two styles of, of crafting a team. The Rays are really... The payroll is small. It, it, it's homegrown talent. It, it, it's coming from the bottom up, whereas the Dodgers have been here before. The Dodgers have a massive payroll. The, they're from Los Angeles. It, it's two, It's basically the biggest market team versus one of the smallest market teams in baseball, going for baseball's biggest glory in the World Series trophy. That is not just a piece of metal. Uh, it will still mean something this year. So it's just two contrasting styles of, of franchises, really. And I cannot be more excited for what this World Series has in store. So, uh, so, so with that, not out of the way because I did not, I did want to talk about it. But I'll get my prediction probably closer to tomorrow, and we have a little bit more pregame stuff to go over and things like that. But I do want to get to today's topic uh, of, um, excuse me, of postseason or offseason evaluations, and that begins at the shortstop position today, or with a shortstop position today that will begin. Uh, really, beginning and end with with Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung uh, played all 45 games as a shortstop this season, and he, you know, he missed a couple. He missed a little bit of time w- with COVID and things like that. Um, or, or he missed time w- with COVID. Period. But you know, and and his season was not underwhelming per se, but his season wasn't great. His final line was 250 with a 322 on base percentage and a 349 slugging, 671 OPS, 100. Total OPS plus, uh, three home runs, 25 runs driven in. 50 strikeouts in those 45 games, and his K percentage actually went up. So let's let's just dig into the numbers here really quick as we take a look at Paul DeYoung. His walk percentage went up 9.8%, so that's good. But his K rate also went up 28.7%. So that's not awful. It's not in the top or bottom half of the league, but it went, it jumped up 6% from 22 a season ago. Um he really saw a lot more breaking pitches and off-speed pitches than he did last year. Mainly breaking pitches. He saw 30% of his uh, pitches seen last year was 30 were breaking pitches. This year it jumped up to 34. Fastballs went down from 58 to 53. Off-speed said the same at just over 10. So, um, And for good reason. DeYoung this year hit 298 off the fastball, uh, 224 on breaking pitches, and 105, 105 on um, on off-speed pitches, things like like the changeup and, and splitter, um, breaking pitches being more sliders and curves and things like that. But it was a tough season for for Paul DeYoung in, in terms of, of that, and not a whole lot of production. What I do like to see is that um, his exit velocity and hard hit percentage were, were both in the upper halves of the league. Uh, his his K percentage was was down. Uh, or was in the upper half of the league, right? so that's not good. But his exit velocity and hard hit percentage were both up. So I think that, that, that tells you that you know DeYoung has the capability to, to put the ball in play and, and to hit it hard. And when, when you hit the ball hard, good things happen uh, for, for, the most, for the most part, which, which is a good thing. So Paul DeYoung, statistically not the greatest year, but th- this is really a guy that kind of has – Kind of has it all on his shoulders. He he is the guy that the Cardinals want at shortstop right now. Um, this was his fourth year in the league, coming off an All Star campaign, and really what it's been for DeYoung, it's all about consistency. I mean, there were times last year that he just looked unstoppable. He hit 30 home runs last year, career high, which is a big part of why he was an All Star in the first half. Um, but then in the second half, he really, really uh, fell off the table. 
Um, and, and, and the first half, he hit 258, 13 home runs, drove in 36. In the second half, his home runs went up 17, but everything else went way down. Batting average dropped. He hit 202 in the second half, 285 on base percentage. His OPS plus was, was, was 90, which has dropped 20 points from the first half. So uh, that, that was all in 2019. So when, when you look at DeYoung, it is all about consistency. If he can find consistency, then he might not be terrible. And that really goes... I mean, it stays the same with uh, with what he was at this year in 2020. He played nine games in August, coming back from COVID. In those nine games, he had a home run, drove in eight, hit 361, slugged 385, or slugged 528 rather, on base percentage of 385, um, OPS plus of 171. But then in 31 games in September and October during the regular season, he hit 212, 302 on base, 263 slugging. That 263 slugging is eye-popping. He hit two doubles and a home run. He had three extra base hits in 31 games. That absolutely cannot happen from your shortstop, and especially somebody who, for the most part, batted fourth, fifth, or sixth in the in the lineup a couple times at, at the 10th spot position, but mainly had 20 games in the fifth slot. That cannot happen. The slugging percentage under 300 absolutely cannot happen. It's all about consistency for him going forward. So we'll dive into his stats a little bit more. Talk about Edmund and Miller, who also played time at short. I got questions from you guys I'm going to answer, as well as um, a move that I think we could pull off as well, or the Cardinals could pull off as well. So uh, before we get into all of that, and I hear from you guys and your wonderful questions, uh, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's new and improved and even more delicious than before. They have six new incredible flavors out. My favorite one is cookies and cream, but I also am a big fan of the carrot cake and apple almond crisp flavors. My favorites from the 12 originals are banana bread, mint, brownie, double chocolate, and orange. And these bars are covered 100% in chocolate. That's what makes them so great. They're soft and easy to chew. But just because they're covered 100% in chocolate does not mean they are not healthy. They're great for losing or maintaining weight, and you can indulge in a delicious treat while doing so. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for the keto diet. I'm not on any special diet, but I still love eating these bars to maintain a weight. My free cooler, or there is a free cooler with purchase right now while supplies last, so head over there to BuiltBar.com for a fr- chance to win a free cooler. But if you use promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com, you will get 20% off your following order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. On tomorrow's show, we'll be looking at um, probably some sort of outfield or, or left field. I'll, i got to look and see how I want to do that. But I will tweet that out and get your reactions as well so I can talk about it. Most likely, it'll be outfield. Uh, just looking at the general outfield. and probably split it up over two days. Um, but So be sure to tune into that. Be sure to... My followers have been up on Instagram and Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals, and my Twitter as well, um, at LJ Fastball. So I appreciate the, the following and the interaction. So let, let's talk about Paul Young a little bit more here. When you look at where you want to hit him in the lineup, he hit fifth mostly, and that was his most successful position. I know that these stats can kind of be, you know, hit or miss, but they're just kind of fun to look into. He hit 333 in that fifth position, two home runs, 15 RBIs. All of his stats were way up in that position for whatever reason. Uh, that, that could have been weird. Um, just, But I, I think it's important to, to bring up, and I think that be, with, with Young struggling against the breaking pitches this year, that, that's why you saw an uptick in his first pitch swinging percentage. It was up 27% down, up from 21 the, a year ago. 
Um, his, his chase percentage went down 4%, which is good, uh, but his contact uh, percentage went, went down, which is why you see the, the uptick in, in strikeouts. So the other two shortstops for um, St. Louis this year were, were Tommy Edmond and Brad Miller. Edmond playing uh, 13 games there. Uh, Andy Young's absence, Miller just playing two. Uh, Miller mostly the DH position. And, and I've already talked about Edmund a little bit when I talked about second base. I think that Edmund is more of a second base or third base position. I don't think he's a true shortstop. Um, but, you know, Edmund took a step back this year, and I think that, that that's um, understandable. Most, most sophomores or second-year players tend to take a step back, so I think that that was expected. Brad Miller, already talked about him as well when I talked about third base. He had a lot of great moments for the, for the Cardinals this year, kept them in a lot of games, but at the end of the day, 232 average, 357 on base is not going to um, do it for a regular player. The, the average is really what I'm looking at. Um, but the, the other numbers, this kind of the sabermetrics uh, numbers, they don't pop out of the age page at you are pretty good. 451 slugging, 807 OPS, and uh, he had seven home runs in 48 games. So he had a lot of moments, and I, I still think the Cardinals need to bring him back. He, he just needs to also find consistency. I think with all three of these guys, it really comes down to consistency, and if if, if DeYoung can find consistency, I think he's, he's an all-star. If Paul DeYoung can, can find a way to hit for more than a week or two at a time, or more than a month or two at a time, I think Paul DeYoung has the capability of being an all-star year in and year out. I don't know how much longer the leash is going to be on him. I think that if they don't go after a shortstop in the offseason, then it's going to be one year, uh, one or two years. But I think that Paul DeYoung has the capability to be an all-star on a regular basis if he can find a way to, to have some consistent success at the major league level. So uh, with, with that said, let, let's go ahead and tune in to your guys' questions now. I got a couple, a couple of them on Instagram here uh, when I posted on my story, so I appreciate that for, for everybody who responded. I'll get to a couple of them. Question number one is, who's the best shortstop in our minor league system? Shortstop is, a, is one of the rare positions that the Cardinals aren't, um, aren't super deep at. There, there are two guys that I'll talk about. One of them is Mason Wynn. And this is an interesting one because he, he's a two-way player, and he was announced as a two-way player. He's 18 years old. Um, he, he, he was drafted in, in 2020, 54 round, 54 pick in the second round, excuse me. Um, ETA, according to MLB.com, is 2024. Uh, but he's a legit two-way talent. When, when you look at the, the, the stats that he's had um, and kind of the, the, the spin rate based on MLB.com, they, they talk about the higher shilling for him is on the mound. Um, but he, he's, he's a regular shortstop um, where his arm is an obvious asset of that because shortstop is, is a position where you have to have a strong arm, which is why he um, why he also pitches. But he's the seventh-ranked overall prospect in the Cardinals system, and he's one of two shortstops that are listed in the top third of the other shortstop. Um, is Mateo Gill, who has played not higher than rookie A-ball. Um, he was drafted in 2018. This is a third-round pick, 95th overall. Uh, once again, he is... Twenty uh, second, and Mundo Sosa is also an option. He's played at the at the major league level, so I think yeah, he 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 could be a guy that that plays shortstop. But none of these guys, I don't think, will be competing for a starting starting position anytime soon. Most of these guys, ETA. I mean, Mundo Sosa has already been there, but I don't think his talent level is above Paul DeYoung. So I think that most of these guys, ETA is closer to twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. I mean, they they said twenty twenty four for the. Uh, the seventh guy, Mason Wynn. So I think that um, so I think that, that 
the the solution for shortstop will, will come externally if it's not Paul DeYoung. There, the, the other two questions come uh, are are DeYoung's days in St. Louis in check, and think we will get Lindor by two different people that I'll, that I'll discuss. And you know, I think that those are two really good questions, just to be uh, blunt. And I, I think that if the Cardinals get Francisco Lindor, or if they go after Lindor, that doesn't necessarily mean that Paul DeYoung is going to go away. You could move Paul DeYoung to third base. You could put DeYoung in the DH position, assuming that that stays in in the major league or in the National League next year. So I, I think that it will all depend on what Cleveland is looking for at, at, for for a package from Lindor, and that you know that the asking price is probably going to be really high, but we won't know that exactly until we we get closer to. Um, you know the, the trading, and, and and we see what the what other people are what other people are offering, and I think that it'll also be a big question as to how much of the contract are the Cardinals going to have to pay. So, I think for me, I don't think the Cardinals will get Lindor. I think it's more likely that they get an outfielder and keep Paul DeYoung at shortstop. So I think in 2021, Paul DeYoung is going to be your starting shortstop on opening day. I really, really do. And I'm okay with that. Uh, Paul DeYoung, I, I like Paul DeYoung, ISU graduate. That's where I'm from, Bloomington, Illinois. So, and I, I just think that Paul DeYoung needs needs another year to, to get consistent, and I think he will, and I think he'll be just fine. So uh, getting Lindor would not be a negative, and I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be totally upset with it, obviously. Uh, I just think that the Cardinals will, will stick with DeYoung at shortstop. And if they do make a move for anybody, it'll be a, th- a strictly third baseman or a uh, or an outfielder unless the asking price for Francisco Lindor is significantly lower than we think it will be. But um, I think Paul Young will be your shortstop in 2021. So that's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for joining me on this Monday. Be sure to tune in tomorrow when I start my offseason evaluations of the outfielders, starting probably with, with left and a little bit of center field. So that's all I got today. As always, stay safe, stay well. Have a great day. We'll